This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. There's a little white church in the valley That stands in my memory each day And it seems I can hear the bells now ringing Though I am many miles away And many times in church on Sunday morning The whole countryside would gather there they would all kneel down by the altar as they lifted up their voice in prayer. Oh, the church in the valley, that little white church is a place I love so well. Now I'm sad and lonely, yes, I'm sad and lonely for that little white church in the dead. They would sing the old song, Rock of Ages. Oh, Christ, let me hide myself in thee. And I know some of them are now waiting just o'er the dark and stormy sea. And I know that troubles all are ended and happy forever they will be. They are waiting and watching up yonder For the coming home of you and me Oh, the church in the valley That little white church is the place I love so well Now I'm sad and lonely Yes, I'm sad and lonely That little white church in the dell I'm sad and lonely for that little white church in the dell. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to Can we 
Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful opening hymns. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Jim Haugerub and Debbie Tag, our musicians. Our reader and provider of the children's message is Steve Helling, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. Thanks to both of them as well. You're able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell. Thanks to Jerry and Judy for their generosity in sponsoring this radio broadcast. I've uh, offered this once before with our announcements and I do want to share it again. Uh, We now have a a parish administrator, Sue Olson, and she is checking our phone messages routinely these days. And I'm always anxious to make connections with folks in our parish. And if you would like uh, a visit from either myself or from Lauren Tague, our visitation minister, I'd invite you to call that same phone number that I just mentioned. And again, that is 715-268-9577 and leave a message. And Sue will pass that on to either Lauren and I, and we'd love to come and visit. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. These weeks we are in the season of Pentecost, and so you may want to have a green cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible with and or Bibles for the kids as part of your home worship materials. As we begin worship, it's our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. 
Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. We continue then with our confession. God of goodness and mercy, help us as we open our hearts and confess our sins. We doubt your presence and activity in our lives when we are struggling, confused, or hurting. Sometimes we lack patience, assuming we know when and how all things should happen. We forget that you are faithful in your promises to us. Other times we forget how vast your love is for us, for each of your children that you have uniquely created with purpose. We are truly sorry and ask for your forgiveness. Help us do what's right in the days to come. Surround us and renew us with your grace. Amen. Hear then this absolution. God is good and loves us unconditionally at all times and in all places. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Amen. Hope you can join us as I invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our gathering songs. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me The sound of his voice is so sweet, the birds hush their singing, and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing, and he walks with me and he talks. And he tells me I am his own And the joy we share as we tarry there None of us has ever known I'd stay in the garden with him Though the
Good neighbors, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join me then as we pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Almighty God, you anointed Jesus at his baptism with the Holy Spirit and revealed him as your beloved Son. Keep all who are born of water and the Spirit faithful in your service that we may rejoice to be called children of God, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I encourage you now to share a sign of peace. You may bless yourself, or you may bless someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, which is, be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This time we turn to the Holy Scriptures. I'd invite you, if you have a Bible, to follow along, and I'll ask Steve to come and read our Scriptures and do our children's message. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob... He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord, your God. The Holy One of Israel, your Savior, I, have give, I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you. I will give men in exchange for you, and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Here ends the first reading. Today we'll read Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. The second reading is from the book of Acts, verses 14 through 17. 
When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the names of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, good neighbors and young neighbors. I have a question for you. What do you think about when you hear the word baptism? Water? Babies? Family? Celebration? Did you know that Jesus got baptized too? I have another question for you. Do you remember who baptized him? John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness along the Jordan River, baptizing people, getting them ready for Jesus to come. John was telling the people to repent. That word means change your bad behavior to good behavior. And I have another question for you. Do we know when we're doing good things and bad things? I think most of us do. John was asking people to make better choices and to be ready for when Jesus, the Son of God, came to be among us. Now John also told the people that he'll baptize with water. Now this symbolizes the washing away of sins. Kind of like washing away the old person so the new person could be reborn. Now this is a really big deal. You then enter a second family, the family of God. And when you are baptized, your congregation pledges to help you grow in your faith too. Now let's get back to Jesus getting baptized. Something really amazing happened when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus. Heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. How cool was that? God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit were all present in the same place at the same time. Now, I want you to close your eyes and think of what it might be been like to be there when Jesus got baptized. Now think of this. A dove from heaven lands on Jesus. The sky opens up and God speaks. Wow. Now John was teaching even more while he was baptizing people in the Jordan River. We just talked about the Holy Spirit landing on Jesus in the form of a dove. John told the people that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now this is truly life-changing. The Holy Spirit helps guide us in daily life to do the right thing. Remember we talked about the old person goes away and a new person is born? Well, the new person isn't born literally, but they become different with the Holy Spirit. So it's like they're reborn. Oh, I have another question for you. I want to know if this, if this thing ever happens to you, because sometimes it happens to me. You're thinking about doing something that you know isn't right. And a little voice in your head is telling you, this is not good, you should not do this. Does that sound familiar? That is the Holy Spirit reminding you to do the right thing. Now, we don't always listen to that voice, and sometimes we do the wrong thing anyway. But that's okay, we're not perfect. 
but it can cause unnecessary hurt to others and sometimes us. But God and Jesus still forgive us and will always love us. If we truly ask for forgiveness, our sins will be forgiven. Then it is our job to listen to that Holy Spirit next time and try to do better. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to the world to help us understand how you want us to live our lives. Thank you for baptism to wash away our sins and to bring the Holy Spirit to each of us. Help us to better, be better listeners when that quiet little voice speaks to us. In your name we pray, amen. Have a glorious week. On the wings of a snow-white dove, he sends his pure, sweet love, a sign from above. On the wings of a dove, when troubles surround us, when evils come, the body grows weak. The spirit grows numb When these things beset us He doesn't forget us He sends down his love On the wings of a dove On the wings of a snow Sends his pure, sweet love, a sign from above. On the wings of a dove. Now Noah had drifted on the flood many days. He searched for land.
Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for that beautiful song on the wings of a snow-white dove. The gospel lesson uh, that I'm using for this Sunday is the gospel for the baptism of Jesus Sunday. It's from the Gospel of Luke, the third chapter, uh, verses 15 through 17 and verses 21 and 22. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, I have been captured these days by the images on the news coming both from the country of Afghanistan and from the country of Haiti. Struck by how the Taliban has overrun the country of Afghanistan and people are fleeing and how absolutely precarious those lives are. How difficult and challenging and dangerous life has become for them. And in Haiti too, with first an earthquake and then a tropical storm, just how fragile and difficult and precarious life is for them. And I'll ask Debbie when she does our prayers to remember both the people of Afghanistan and of Haiti. But thinking a little bit more closely to home, I wanna say that if the COVID-19 pandemic has underscored anything in our lives this past year, it's that life can be very precarious. All the plans that so many of us had when COVID began were suddenly called into question, put on hold, or simply scrapped. Weddings, vacations, road trips, parties, sporting events, school activities, even going to church in person or just going out to eat. So many things that we look forward to day in and day out were all sidelined by COVID. I don't know about you, but I felt thrown off balance unsure about what would happen next, wondering and worrying about each new day and what it would bring. This pandemic, resurgent again with the Delta variant, has underscored for all of us that we can make all the plans we want, take all the precautions we can, and still not be in control of our lives. Of course, I've been in precarious situations before, as I'm guessing you have. For instance, Remember the first time I decided that I was going to shovel my roof after a particularly heavy snowfall? Let's just say that pushing a foot of snow down a slippery roof is not for the faint of heart, or even for those with all their mental faculties, precarious indeed. Or 
trying to teach one of my youth group kids, a junior in high school who was used to sitting in his dad's John Deere tractor planting corn, trying to teach him how to sit and paddle in a 45-pound Kevlar canoe on a windy and wavy northern Minnesota lake. Precarious. Or, in a whole different way, trying to tell your wife that you can't be at the wedding shower you're hosting for your nephew and his fiancée because you have a church meeting scheduled for that same night. Again, precarious. I looked up the definition of precarious, and it is not securely held in position, dangerously likely to fall or collapse, dependent on chance, uncertain. Well, why all this rehearsing of how uncertain, how precarious our lives can be? Because that uncertainty is the primary characteristic of the lives of the ancient Israelites, the people the prophet Isaiah was writing to in our Old Testament lesson today. The Israelites lived between great empires, the Egyptians and the Babylonians and the Assyrians and the Persians and the Medes. Some army or another was always marching right through their little country, and those who couldn't run and hide fast enough were caught and killed or forced into slavery. And even if you could run to the hills or woods and escape the marauding forces, they would destroy your house and fields and gardens and take your food and animals and belongings so that when you returned home, there really was no home to return to. If I had to describe their lives in a single word, it would be precarious. They lived from one day to the next without any real sense of security. They never knew what unseen violence might suddenly appear to change or even end their lives. They had to try to make a living while always wondering if they would even live through the week ahead. I know that this is true for me, and I'm guessing that it's probably too true for you as well. And that is that no matter how our situations or what situations we may find ourselves in today, they're not nearly so dire or difficult and uncertain as was the lives of those ancient Israelites. But having said that, I know there are times in each of our lives that are precarious, when we're doing our best to maintain our balance, but are oh so close to falling. We don't know what might happen in the weeks ahead, and our work, our relationships, our lives seem to be on shaky ground. Maybe we're wrestling with some addiction, or our health isn't the best, or our marriage is on the rocks. I don't know. But I do know that life can be pretty precarious, full of worries and fears and headaches and heartaches that seem to attack us all at once, like marauding armies marching through the landscapes of our lives. If you ever feel this way, as I do sometimes, I have wonderful news for you today. In the very midst of our precarious lives, God comes to offer us a wonderfully strong and eternally steadying and endlessly solid promise. God is our Redeemer, the one who pays the price to save us. The language in our Old Testament lesson in Isaiah is striking as God, speaking through the prophet Isaiah's voice, describes just what it means that he will redeem us. And it means all of this. It means he will call us by our name. He will claim us as his own. He is with us through all the floods and fires of our lives. He is our savior. We are precious in his sight and he loves us, each and every one of us. 
The passage here in Isaiah is striking in its intimacy. Even though God is pictured as the all-powerful creator, he is not simply some cosmic force who created the universe, set it spinning, and now watches history unfold from a distant and disinterested vantage point. No, God cares and God dares to express his deep love and desire for his people, for us, you and me. God's promise in Isaiah is made real to us, offered again to each of us through Jesus, God's Son, our Savior. It's a promise made to us in our baptism as God claims us as his own, exactly as he claims Jesus in our gospel text today. As Jesus comes dripping wet out of the river Jordan, God calls out to him for all the world to hear. This is my beloved son, with him I am well pleased. It's a promise that we have heard again in God's word today. And it is a promise so deep and sure that when we claim it and cling to it, it will keep us secure against all that this precarious life throws our way. There's a little memory that I have, a long ago memory, that's related to my now grown daughter, Kristen, that I'm always reminded of when I come across this particular Bible passage in the book of Isaiah. When Kristen was just a little girl of three, more than 30 years ago now, we went to the ocean for the first time. We got our towels all set on the warm sand and then Kristen and I walked down to the edge of the water. I could see the fascination and the fear she felt for the crashing waves and tumbling surf. She'd get close, but she wouldn't actually go into the water. In fact, each time a wave would curl and crash and the water would come tumbling toward her, she would scream and run the other direction. Kristen watched as I waded into the water, waited for the wave to come and dove into it, coming up with a smile and laughter for the joy of swimming in the surf. I walked back through the water to my little daughter and extended my hand to her. Kristen was still fearful, but as she put her hand in mine, she could feel my strength and my love. And hand in hand, we walked together into the waves and tumbling surf. Knowing she wasn't alone, knowing her father would hold her tightly and not let go, gave Kristen all the trust and faith she needed to face her fears and find her footing. So too with us, so too with us. Almighty God, our loving Heavenly Father, has promised to take us by the hand and walk with us through all the precarious days ahead. And it is enough and more than enough to give us all the trust and faith we need to face our fears and find our footing. Today, tomorrow, and all through the precarious times of our lives ahead. Amen. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust how I proved him more and more, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, 
sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust his cleansing blood. Just and simple faith to plunge me neath the healing, cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to again for the beautiful music and the strong promise involved with trusting Jesus. We continue then with the Apostles' Creed in confessing our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite Debbie and Jib to come for the prayers of the church. upon us in abundance. So we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. 
By the Holy Spirit, you gather your church and send it out in mission to share the good news of Jesus. Inspire your faithful people to be fervent in prayer and service, that all people know they are precious in God's sight. God of grace, hear our prayer. You reveal your love and power through water and the Spirit. Guard rivers, seas, and all bodies of water from destruction and pollution. Secure access to clean water for all, and protect the land from drought and flood. God of grace, hear our prayer. Establish among the nations the blessings of peace. Raise up leaders who will protect vulnerable people in their care. Strengthen advocates who risk reputation or retaliation for the sake of mercy and justice. God of grace, hear our prayer. You protect us through the fires and troubled waters of this life. Assure us that we will not be cut off from you by illness or despair, anxiety or pain, confusion or weakness. Comfort all who are in need. And we think of the people in Afghanistan and Haiti and people that we know. Julie Dubois, Joanne Fowler, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Myrna Brown, Mary Greiser, Vernon Lee, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Sherm Olson, Randy Goglin, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Kirsten Overby, Andy Elmer, Leslie, Larry Bazile, Marsha Helling, Rachel Funks, Sean Vanderheiden, and we remember the families of Paul Silty and Sue Fowler. God of grace, hear our prayer. We are joined in baptism to Christ and to one another. Bless those who are newly baptized and those who are preparing for baptism. Help us to be faithful in fellowship, worship, evangelism, service, and justice-seeking. God of grace, hear our prayer. You created each of your saints for your glory. We give thanks for those you have called by name into your eternal embrace. Comfort us in grief and release us from fear. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children pray. Continue then with the offering part of our service. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we're physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, 
to your home congregation, to the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. As you consider that, I'm gonna ask Jim and Debbie to come and sing an offering song for us. Continue then with our offering prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Before we come to the end of our service with the Lord's Prayer and the benediction, just a reminder that we, the Neighbors United in Christ Parish, are worshiping each Sunday live, and you are invited to attend those worship services. This Sunday, August 22nd, is an outdoor service at Trinity at 9 a.m. On the 29th, the service will be at Little Falls at 9 a.m., and on September 5th, the service will be at Deronda Lutheran again at 9 a.m. Would you join me then as we pray together the Lord's Prayer? Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Hear then the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come for our closing songs.
Like a shepherd out on the mountain Watching his sheep down below He's coming back to claim us Will you be ready to go? The darkest hour is just before dawn The narrow Lay down your soul, let Jesus in. The darkest hour is just before dawn. The darkest hour is just before dawn. The narrow way leads home. Lay down your soul, let Jesus in. The darkest hour. Is just before dawn. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Through every day, for all.